0: Hello and welcome to Restructuring Talk, the restructuring podcast where we stay at the forefront of stakeholder perspectives by speaking with business leaders, restructuring professionals, investors, and journalists about what they're hearing, seeing, and experiencing. I'm Angela Thalassinos, now I'm managing director with FTI Consulting's Strategic Communications Segment. For nearly 15 years, I've focused on restructuring and special situations. With this podcast, we hope to enlighten and inform and learn a lot along the way about restructuring-related communications trends. In this episode, I'm really excited to bring together three experts that focus on a holistic human capital approach to change management in the context of restructurings and business transformations. We'll work to gain their insights into employee engagement and perspectives as a business goes through a transformative event. These events can include a workforce reduction, an executive transition, liquidity crisis, fundraising, or other financing transaction, or an operational or financial restructuring, as a few examples. This conversation is especially timely, and I urge listeners to access FTI's Emerge to Grow report on the FTI website, as well as a recent article by colleagues Shane Stuckey-Pritchett and Rachel Chesley titled, Rethinking Bankruptcy, The Importance of Focusing on Talent. We'll include the links in the episode notes. Okay. Let's dive right in, and let me introduce you to our experts. First, Claire Bennett counsels companies around communications, employee experience, culture, and change management, including during restructuring and M&A transactions. She recently helped guide a company as it emerged from bankruptcy and focused on its go-forward strategy and corporate mission and culture. Welcome, Claire. Hi, Angelo.
1: Thanks for having me on today.
0: Next, we have Olivia Hemrick. She takes complex stakeholder challenges head-on, including changes in leadership and business strategy. She has a results-oriented approach in addressing complex organizational changes in order to align talent with key business priorities and a shifting corporate culture. Welcome, Olivia.
2: Thanks, Angelo. Uh, this is exciting. We, we've definitely seen plenty of change over the past few years, uh, often abruptly, so excited to have a forum where we can chat about how organizations are adapting, responding, and, and where we're seeing some success.
0: And we also have Carrie Kohane. She drives a people focused approach in helping companies undergoing transformation by translating strategic objectives into actionable initiatives to achieve meaningful and sustainable change. Welcome, Carrie.
3: Thanks, Angela. Excited to be here.
0: Okay, let's kick off with what do we mean by communications and change management in the restructuring business transformation context? What does it mean? What does it look like? Liv, I'm going to turn to you first.
2: All right, happy to. Um, Well, I think first and foremost, Change in any context is hard. You know, whether we're talking about change personally or professionally, it's a process and it's not always going to be a linear process either. Um, So in a transformation or restructuring, change at this scale is really going to need to be carefully explained. It's going to need to be carefully monitored and managed to avoid confusion and frustration. And this is really where the right communications and engagement strategies are going to come in. So I think when we talk about change management, it's really about being able to connect the employee's experience to the organization's goals and strategy, because at the end of the day, for the organizational change to be successful, we have to get your people on board. So when we help them move through a change journey, we need to take people beyond just awareness, beyond just knowing that a change is happening, and really getting to the understanding, really getting to the desire and ability to participate and commit to some of
3: those new behaviors or ways of working.
0: Carrie, what do you think about the timing of that?
3: I, I think one of the biggest things we've seen and the most success is when you start that change management planning early in the process. So when you're beginning the project, that's when re- you should really start thinking about change management. I think when you wait until announcement to start thinking about beyond day one Is where you're gonna see the least success and the most challenges around managing your people, managing their expectations, and how to move forward. So, although it's not possible to always start communicating immediately, we know that, especially in situations like executive transitions. um, I think when you can start thinking about what are those change impacts to different stakeholder groups, who are we asking to lead the change, how are we engaging leaders, when you start thinking about that early in the process, is when you're
0: gonna see the most success. And with so much going on, in this context, how do leaders really do that? Can they do those two things at the same time? I think they have to expand on that
1: I think they have to, and I think that um, you know it's it's never easy it's um, a situation where there are pros and cons to any approach that you take uh, and they really need to think through what approach feels best for the culture of the organization, for their values and their priorities.
0: So with that baseline, what are some of those key considerations to think through as a company for now is working towards the announcement of that transformational moment? Carrie, do you want to kick us off here?
3: Sure, absolutely. I think we often hyper-focus on what the external announcement might look like when we're going through change and transformation, which is of course important, but I think it's also important to consider what your internal narrative is going to be and how that aligns with your external narrative. I think if we simply think about right now, at this moment in time, the blurred line that exists between internal and external communications, simply by all of the available social media channels, the differences in generational mindset and how they view communications and workforce culture, it's critical that you have that internal story that aligns to your external story. When we see there's a misalignment or when something's buried or simply not communicated internally, or even misunderstood or unclear internally, that very quickly can drive what your change narrative is externally. And that has risks to not only the success of whatever change or transformation you're going through, but also to your reputation, either short-term or long-term. So making sure you have that internal narrative and spend as much time on that as your external announcement is important to be successful.
1: And Carrie, I think along that theme of the blending of the internal and external, something that I've seen recently as a trend, particularly for some of our more challenging transformational moments is that Companies will simply publish the CEO email that has gone out instead of a press release. They'll normally publish that as a blog post. And I think depending on the organization's culture, that can be a a really authentic feeling fit to dealing with some of those harder moments.
2: And sort of connecting that point around consistency, and and you know to your point, Claire, that that you just mentioned, you know that's all going to lead to trust. And I think you know what we've really found is the most successful ways to manage this type of change is to gain and, and keep your employees' trust, which which isn't always easy.
0: And to go back to to your point, Claire, I think we've all seen those CEO emails, whether on LinkedIn or other platforms. What are some good metrics there? What are some good considerations? How should CEOs or C-suite level um, professionals be thinking about that communication?
1: That's a great question, Angelo. I'll, I'll just start by saying I think the number one priority for that email is to come across as a human being and not as a corporate entity that really is your opportunity to demonstrate that you understand that this is a challenging moment even if there's some positive news and some negative news it's really your opportunity to show that you have understanding of your employees and what they're going through Liv, Carrie, anything else that you would add
3: no, I think I think being authentic and genuine is probably the most important with that initial announcement.
2: I think, you know, and we've talked about this, right, that that kind of goes back to getting to trust and, and really leading through a place of empathy, really like thinking about how, you know, using empathy as that common ground to move forward as well.
0: And, and the chance that something goes viral, whether good or bad in this day <laughs> and age is really, really high. Certainly is. So let's also now not lose sight, of, of course, of the fact that the transformational announcement is not the finish line. The CO email is not the finish line. So turning to you, Claire, what does that post-announcement planning and landscape look like? What are the major drivers, major considerations? Why is it important?
1: Well, Angela, you're exactly right. The announcement day is, is just the start. We see so many companies that get to the announcement and have no plan for day two and beyond Um, and we really view change as a journey and so many of the leaders and the people who've been involved in the project have processed that information and are already well along their journey but the employees that are hearing the announcement for the first time they're back at the beginning so it's really important to think through how you can continue to move employees along that journey and Frankly, with a project that I've supported recently, day one was probably one of our easiest days in the process. Immediately after that, we had to turn to changes in HR, IT, and finance systems, announce new leaders, share a new strategy, and and many more things all within the first 60 days. So my takeaway from that experience is to not neglect your 30, 60, 90-day plan, just to make day one perfect. You need to make sure that you stay agile as the
3: transformation
1: evolves,
3: but have some planning for
1: what comes after the announcement day.
3: And I would add to that, Claire, You know the importance when we talk about the functional changes that are probably gonna happen beyond day one, beyond the announcement, is really paying attention early on. Do you have the right team in place to carry those changes forward? What does that cross-functional team look like? you know, who's leading beyond the announcement. And I often think, how are we involving HR in the planning and beyond? You know, they really have their pulse on the organization. They understand current culture, what future state culture might look like. You know, they're aligning your talent um, that you need to retain, the talent that you might be looking for for the future, assisting with training, guiding leadership. So I think they should be viewed as critical business partners to any change and transformation. So I think Organizations need to be asking themselves now before any of these things happen, you know, how are they building and enabling their HR function to be those change agents when they get to situations of change or transformation?
0: And and to loop back to something that we've probably all seen in our experience, most of that leadership on announcement day plus one is likely exhausted. So I know, Claire, you talked about, right, the 30-60-90-day plan earlier. We, we talked about the importance of starting this planning early. Can you all underline that point a little bit more? Because, and I know we're going to repeat ourselves a little bit, but it, it is really critical because those leaders are exhausted. So how will they affect change on that announcement day plus one if they've been through it for months, perhaps, and they may not have anything left in the gas tank? What do they do?
1: So two pieces of advice that I would give in that situation. The first is I think the leaders really need to put themselves in the shoes of the employees and make sure that they're really thinking from their perspective and acknowledging where employees are in the journey. And the second point that I would recommend to leaders in that situation is really go back to your core values, your core culture. What is your purpose as an organization And really lean on that during the difficult time to give yourself motivation to keep going.
2: That's a good point, Claire. And the other kind of piece I would add to that as well is sometimes, whether it's day one, whether it's afterwards, as questions are starting to come in, you might not always have the answers to the questions that are being asked of you. That's okay. I think it's better to sort of acknowledge that than to ignore, than to sort of fudge a little bit, but to really just acknowledge, you know, hey, I, I don't have that right now. Let me get back to you and sort of following through on that.
3: And I would add to that, I think as leaders, you have great teams behind you. So you might not be able to bring everybody in from the get-go. But I think if you do a little advanced planning and you think about those within your organization as a leader who can kind of help guide others through the changes who are going to be those strong change agents and planning that ahead is going to be important.
1: Carrie, that's such a great point. Leaders aren't just about title, it's really about your influence within the organization. So that's really a good time to lean on others who just have that that network within the organization and you know are, are real change agents.
0: And keeping our conversation in mind and right for the benefit of our listeners as as takeaways, let's do a quick lightning round. So as a company approaches a transformational moment, what's a question, what's a consideration that company leaders should be asking themselves, right? As they prepare their employees for that moment and the future state of their business. Carrie, why don't you start? Because I, because everybody's probably sick of hearing us talk
3: about advanced planning when it comes to change management and communications, I would say, are you leading with empathy? We know that empathy builds trust. We don't have to get into the psychology behind that, but trust is critical. In, in times of change, especially challenging times of change. And as Olivia said earlier, change is difficult for everybody, whether personal or professional. So building trust with your people is important. And that is done through empathy. So I think you should be asking your leadership team now, do they know what it means to lead with empathy? And how do they do that? So when it comes to the time, they're already used to doing it, it's already in practice. Liv, turning it to you.
2: Yeah, I think, um, are you regularly engaging and checking in with your employees across the business? And you know, I think our theme here, but beyond just day one. So as we've talked about, change is not an event, it's a process. So having a continuous pulse on those employee expectations and feedback is gonna be really critical here. You can't fix what you don't understand.
1: And Claire? I would say that leaders should be asking, what are my employees seeing in the broader market? Right now, there are a lot of challenging moments for companies including executive transitions, risks, cost reductions of of other sorts, and just really take into account what your employees are seeing and and how they might be reacting to that. And to echo Carrie, again, lead with understanding and empathy.
0: Thank you for that. And I really want to thank all three of you for joining me on this episode. Hope everyone has found it as enlightening as I have. One final takeaway for our listeners. With increasing use of reductions in force, transformative transactions and business realignments to right the ship as a way to avoid a bankruptcy or change in ownership, companies are best served by developing communications and change management strategy ahead of any major announcement and implementing such strategy to accelerate transformation of the business to maximize future opportunities. In contrast, a purely reactive approach could slow the pace of change and really hamstring the business when it needs to lean into its transformation the most. I want to thank you for listening, and I hope you've enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. We always welcome feedback, and you can reach us at restructuringtalkpod at fticonsulting.com. And if you want to learn more about our strategic communications practice, please visit fticommunications.com. Thanks again for listening. We will see you next time.